work that we're doing with these guys and girls, like it's the same as the stuff we were doing in other areas for them. It just solves a much more expensive problem because the deals are so lucrative. We're still working on everything that we were doing before, right? Time management, energy management, showing up as the most powerful leader, right? Getting all these little modalities dialed in so that we can lead to the sales volume. It's building that discipline, getting the consistency in the business, which leads to, as you know, that's what leads to the self-confidence. It leads to all of the stuff that we're striving for, which is the true transformation. And in that process, it just makes them a boatload of money. So solar happens to be about 87% of our clients right now. Uh, every single one of them at the moment is door to door though. They sell everything door to door <laughs> blows me away. We've had clients in solar roofing, pest control, alarms, water filtration, payment processing. You are listening to the Heath fluids podcast. And we're having candid and actionable conversations about your health, relationships, business, and ministry. And now here's your host, the Second Chance Coachman, Michael David Huey. Welcome to another session of the Heatfluence Podcast. It's funny, the time of days that I do these, it's the weather here in Florida has been kind of freaky lately. It's been raining a lot. Uh, my wife is actually growing her own fruits and vegetables, which for the rainy season is kind of good, right? She's kind of happy about that. Um, it's kind of taken on a, a a big chore for her. She kind of really is, and she's even tried to drag me into it. So it's a cloudy day today, and I'm just glad it's not Wednesday because I play golf on Wednesdays, and when it's cloudy it's on Wednesday, I don't like it. So um, my guest today is is has actually become a good friend. Uh, we met in our mastermind. Um, I had the privilege uh, about a week or so ago to pour into his community. Uh, have 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 built some good relationships out of that with people that are just always constantly hungry to grow and to learn and to change. And you know, one of the things I like about Mike is that Mike is all about serving and helping people. And um, I like it. When, when, when you think about him, he, he, I told him I wanted a brief uh, uh, bio and he gives you a really brief bio, right? But it's brief with content. And so what I like about Mike is he's a consultant, he's an entrepreneur, he's a coach like myself. Um, he's the president and head coach at the Results Engine. When you think about that, you think about results, an engine has to make things go, right? It makes our car go. If we don't put oil in it, we don't put water in it, it doesn't go. And so uh, one of the things I like about Mike is he says that he specifically helps D2D space, which a lot of those people, they need people like Mike. They need people to encourage them and strengthen them. And, you know, so they're not spinning it, spinning their wheels, you know, and, and trying to guess what to do. And when I, when I, when I listen to people talk, about Mike, I hear a consistent message. And he even says it here. He he teaches people how to increase, you know, their commissions by 30% within 60 days. So when I hear that, I'm like, okay, well, I need to learn from people like Mike. I told him that, you know, I I recently uh I I've started to really pray a lot more. Like I'm I'm my wife and I are in a fast right now and we do this once a month. We fast for three to five days. My wife did it for eight days. God bless her. And, and you know, it, it, it's really cool the the fruit that comes out of fasting. Like I had some, ma- I just told Mike I had some massive clarity yesterday on a course I've been preparing. Uh, I'll have it finished this week. Uh, I hired somebody to put it all together and finish it up and put it into uh, into our new platform that we're using. Um, and I, I I think when you look at the people that you surround yourself with, there's a couple things that I look at. I look at intentionality and I look at consistency. 
And when I see the things that Mike does, he he's consistently. So uh, I'm I'm honored to uh, have him with me today. So Mike Cizanek, welcome to the He Fluence podcast, brother. I'm glad to have you, brother. It's good to be here. Thank you, brother. Thanks for having me. What an intro. Appreciate you, man. Dude, uh, one of the things I like about I told Mike I'm kind of selfish on these podcasts. Like I know that you know we're going to scale it and we're going to do more things with it, but I just like to dive in and hear more about the person. I I did I interviewed a pastor friend of mine from up in Virginia a couple of weeks ago, and the and we 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 were going to do it exactly how we talked about, and his story just took up the whole time. And I was like, well, I guess we got to do another another session, right? And so what I knew about that was is that's exactly the way it was intended to go, right? Like I don't I don't believe in coincidence. I don't believe you know, um, uh, Mike and I met through our friend Cole Hatter at a mastermind that we were that we were a part of. Um, and uh, I, one of the things I I like about what Cole does is you know he goes to Mexico multiple times a year and just takes people with him and they just go and they serve at an orphanage and and a lot of money that comes in through his mastermind or through stuff just goes to pay for the lights and the food and everything. So when you think about people and and Mike and I are very similar in this, you know, just like he influences, you know, just like results engine is we are for for people and for promise and for people business, right? Like we're for a purpose, right? We have and want to allow we're we're not just doing this just because it's it's paying the bills. We're doing it because we're making a massive impact in the world and that's what's important. You know, when you look at when you look at situations and you look at people, you know, um I'm grateful for the grace of God that that God rescued me um and gave me a vision and a purpose and and ch- it challenges me. Challenges me every single day to show up better. You know, I'm I'll, I'll be 54 years old this year. I don't feel 54 years old. I feel like I did when I was in my late 30s, right? Um, Michael laugh at this. Um, there's a little place that I go to to get some fruits and vegetables, and 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 it's they have they sell liquor and stuff. So um, uh, my wife was like, "Hey, will you pick me up a bottle of wine?" And I was like, "Sure." And they have this really nice wine in, in section in there, and she has a certain brand that she likes. And I and I hadn't bought any wine from there, and it was a new person when I walked in. And she said, we card everybody under 35. I was like, yes. <laughs> and I was like, I had to go back out and get my wallet out of the car. And the, the girl said, there's no way in H-E double hockey sticks that you're 53 years old. And I said, read the driver's license, right? So, and I believe it's super important. So Mike, tell me about Mike. Tell me about like where you started from, where you came from, what your childhood was like and, 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 and clear up to kind of where you are today. And I told Mike, I... I, I do a fireside chat, so I might spring some things on him, but Mike's a pretty smart guy, so he can handle it. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, all right. I'll give you spark notes and whatever you think is most valuable for your audience, we can dig into. Yeah, um, <clears throat> grew up in New York, currently live in New York, Westchester County, about an hour above the city. Um, you know, when I was younger, my entire life revolved around where I could play soccer in college. That was all I cared about. Right. And back then, I wanted to make a lot of money, retire young and open a Pitbull Rescue Foundation. That was like my dream as a kid. So my college search legitimately looked like I was printing out the list of all the coaches that went to all of these college showcases. I would bring it to my guidance counselor and he would help me highlight like what the good academic schools were, right? Because my my family definitely supported me playing in college, but they were like, you're not going to get it. Uh, going D1 for the sake of going D1 and getting a crummy education. Like you're going to go use it to get a better piece of paper. Right. Um, so 
I would take that list, the highlighted list. I would bring it home. My dad's the lawyer in the family. He would help me write all the emails to the coaches. And that's what we would do. Um, one of those conversations, my guidance counselor said, hey, you should look at engineering. My obvious answer was, cool. Do they make a lot of money? And he said, yep. <laughs> like, sign me up. Got recruited by an engineering school in upstate New York. Uh, went there for four years. They never scared me away. Ended up with a computer engineering degree and went straight down to Wall Street. And I wrote code for a living for seven years, um, used all of that money to start multiple businesses, pump it into my personal development, coaches, courses, masterminds, you name it, I did it. And um, because engineering, like outside of commission sales or owning a company, that's as close as you're going to get to like FU money, right? Like it's really just as close as you're going to get from a salaried perspective without ownership or something like that. So I used all that and I, I just poured it into myself because we're our best investment, right? And uh, I started three companies while I was at my last company in corporate. The first was in the network marketing and direct sales space. I sucked at network marketing, but I learned amazing skills. I met amazing people and I did just good enough to get flown around the world and go to those trips, right? But most importantly, one of my biggest mentors to this day was the CEO of that company. And we get dinner every time I'm in Utah. Like I met amazing people and built amazing relationships. Um, the second one was in drop shipping and e-commerce. That was more of like a passion project, wanted to learn some cool stuff. And then the third one was finally coaching and consulting. That's the one we took full time. Um, dove off a cliff trying to figure out how to fly on the way down. Fun fact, I actually ripped my business bottle apart as I left corporate. I had to start it from scratch. Not good timing. Don't suggest anybody does that. But I went to my, oddly enough, I went to my first Thrive three weeks after I left corporate America. And I gave myself a, I set a target. I said, Hey, if I close X number of clients by Y date, I'll give myself permission to get a VIP ticket to thrive. At that point, didn't know who Cole and Sonia were. Um, I, all I knew is that my speaking coach was the MC. My business coach was speaking. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to, yeah. I wanted to bring those <laughs> relationships to real life, right. Outside of a screen, even though we were all living in Jersey at that point, but like, didn't really know them in real life. So I wanted to bring that to life. And number three, Ed Milet was speaking and he was a, the VIP dinner. I'm like, cool. Just got a text from Ed as we were speaking this morning. That was really funny. I joined some of his groups. And when you said that, I was like, wow, it's cool. Funny. He's, yeah, I think he's interviewing Jeff Foxworthy on his podcast. But I saw that this morning as I was at the gym <laughs> that came through. I was literally sitting in the jacuzzi and it yeah. came through. Um, I grew up listening to that with my dad. That's you might be a redneck. That's a funny. <laughs> if you put your, if you put your, this was one of the funny ones, Mike. That I remember my dad and I used to crack up. If you put your new TV on top of your old TV, you might be a redneck. And then my dad always did that. I was like, dude, that's for you, dad. You're the redneck. That's probably the most politically correct clip of that entire CD. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that was really it, man. And we took that business full time about four years ago. We've been growing very, very well ever since. I'm super, super grateful for. Um, and it's been a heck of a ride, in fact, especially the last year as we've, you know, we've 5X'd a couple of years in a row. And it's just like the epitome of the roller coaster, right? Um, but I'm grateful for it. Clients are crushing it. And um, yeah, it's, it's what we signed up for. So that's like, Everything in a nutshell. nutshell. Well, well, I, it's funny because when Mike says soccer, I, you know, I was a college athlete myself. Um, it was funny. My dad was sending me some funny pictures the other day of me, like when I weighed 160 
170 pounds and Mike is this big guy. And I'm like, man, I wouldn't want to play soccer against Mike. Like, yeah, I just might run over me or something. I definitely would not want to play rugby with him. That's one thing I would yeah, not want. I was 180 pounds when I graduated high school. I think I was 170. Yeah. Yeah. Six, five, 185 pounds. Wow. I was a lanky. Six, two, 168, I think, or 170, I think was the highest I ever got to. And, and it was funny. I was a great football player. Like I could squat. I could squat six, I could squat over 500 pounds. I could leg press like 900 pounds. I mean, just for a skinny guy, you know, just never, I mean, it's really funny. Michael laughed at me because knowing what I know now, can you imagine what I would have been like when I was in school? I mean, Crazy. my dad's like, uh, was it a shame that you didn't get nominated for a PhD like 25 or 30 years ago? I was like, yeah, because you don't, you know, you don't, you don't really know. And I, I, I said this, I, I said this the other day to my wife because my wife has kind of stepped into her calling a little bit. She's starting to do coaching and um, taking on some clients already from some doctors that she's known and, and just really kind of stepping into that. Right. And when I, when I look at your consistency, you know, um, it's funny you brought up network marketing. I, I didn't know what network marketing was uh, even in the, even in the nutrition space. Like I knew about products and how good they were and being a scientist, I would always take them to a buddy of mine who would test them. And when I was on the, uh, when I was on the brick and mortar side, companies would bring their products into me and I'd give them to all of our trainers and all of our therapists and they would white label and then we would use them and send them, send, send them back to the companies. Right. And, and, and we didn't know I was so busy. We didn't know what products are products. And we found out that some of the best products were in that industry, right? Some of the best science, some of the best research, some of the best validation because they didn't cut corners, right? They literally researched the products. And then, you know, one of the 10 companies that I use, um, some of the best results that my community and my family have got are, are, are from are products from a company that's a publicly traded company that's on NASDAQ. And uh, so you, you said something about what you've learned. So talk a little bit about um, now where you are now because you're obviously teaching in a D to D space. Like yeah. explain a little bit about that because it's really funny when I, when I talk about Mike to people in my community, they, when I say, you know, he sometimes helps like door to door people that go door to door. And, and, and what do you think the question is? Everybody says people still go door to door yeah. and, yeah. and, and, and it's really funny. We, um, <laughs> this is funny. And I don't know if you remember this company, maybe you do Mike, um, but there was a company, and I think they had the best vacuum cleaner. It was called Hyla. I don't know if you ever remember that company, but it was it was a door to door sales. And a buddy of mine, did, I just couldn't afford it. Now I could afford it now, and you can't find them anymore. Like I said to my wife the other day, we need to because we were at the we were at the office at my at my church, and my wife was cleaning the pastor's office. And you know the the, the church is probably about fifteen years old, you know, and it's been cleaned over and over. And you just kind of know that it needs like a real deep deep, deep cleaning. Right. Like, and I was yeah. like, man, I wish I had a Hyla. Right. Like, and I'm thinking about all the things like encyclopedias and insurance and, you know, solar. I will say this. I don't know how they got my phone number, but I blocked about 10 numbers this week because I don't own my house yet because we're building. Um, yeah. And solar companies are calling me left and right, like one right after the other. And I, I had a chance of working with one of your people, um, who's in the solar industry, you know, and he says, man, it's, it's crazy busy. You know, it's just like people are constantly in that. So talk a little bit about that. Talk about how you help and, and what's, what's, what it's like now in that D to D space for salespeople. Yeah. So first of all, everyone thinking that it's not a thing anymore, or like curious that it is, I was the same. 
Like I'm from New York, man. No one knocks my no door. One's knocking at your door. <laughs> you know? Um, and, and to be honest, and this is why I'm so grateful for Cole and Sonia and that community is, you know, we met our first door-to-door client in that community. When Cole asked me to give a talk to our mastermind, my dear friend now, Mikey Lucas, he was a, our first client in that industry. And, um, you know, I was speaking at the mastermind down in San Diego and he came up to me afterwards, like, dude, I need your help. And in context for everybody listening at this point, we were still working with entrepreneurs, sales professionals, but we were kind of all across the place, right? Like, um, again, we were still really young. We we're trying to figure out what would stick and our clients were doing really well, but I couldn't figure out the business stuff because there was no niche, right? I was kind of hitting all over the place. So we had athletic coaches, we had fitness coaches, we had content creators, staffing and recruiting, corporate sales guys, you name it, we did it. Engineers, um, and everyone was doing really, really well. But again, the business wasn't growing. And, you know, we were speaking at that mastermind. Mikey came up to me afterwards and he's like, dude, I need your help. I'm like, cool. What do you do? He's like, oh, I sell solar. I'm like, that's super cool. Like, what an awesome product to sell. Yeah. Are you like banging phones? Are you buying leads? Like, what do you do? How are you generating leads? How are you selling? He goes, oh, I knock doors. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what, what do you mean? You don't go knocking on doors. That's what you say, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, well, let's run it. Let's see what we can do. And, you know, we got to work and I mean, Mikey got crazy results within three months. He added 14 deals a month, uh, which for people that understand solar, the average solar commission in most areas, he was in Vegas, which is like a red ocean. Yeah. Yeah. It's like three to five grand minimum a deal. So for him, that 14 deals, uh, and he owned his company. So that was just his personal commissions was an extra like 50 grand a month. Right. So I'm like, okay, maybe there's something here the entire time. Mikey's trying to get me to fire all my other clients and only work with his company and his industry. I'm like, that's cool, bro. But like respectfully kick rocks. I don't know if this is a fluke. Um, and you know, so we started taking some of his guys through, they got great results, adding two, three deals a month, which again, in solar, like that's really good money. Yeah. Uh, assuming the deals get installed, it's commission only. You get most of your pay on the don't back go end. go in, you don't get paid. Yeah. 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 So they're making really good money. And this is when COVID hit. And what's interesting, Michael, is, I mean, obviously all of our other clients, every industry was impacted in their own ways. Yep. Positive right? or negative. Some positive, some more positive like mine than anything. Exactly. Door to door went through the roof, Right where our corporate guys and everyone else got pretty much decimated, unfortunately. So that was the moment where we're like, okay, like finally time to listen to this jacked up dude from Vegas, ridiculously high energy guy. Anyone that knows Mikey knows that to be true. Finally, like, I guess we validated this enough and we niched in heavy. And that's when we finally started to hit, you know, hockey stick moment after hockey stick moment for us. And, um, you know, again, the work that we're doing with these guys and girls, like, it's the same as the stuff we were doing in other areas. For them, it just solves a much more expensive problem because the deals are so lucrative, right? So we're still working on everything that we were doing before, right? Time management, energy management, showing up as the most powerful leader, right? Getting all these little modalities dialed in so that we can lead to the sales volume. It's building that discipline, getting the consistency in the business, which leads to, as you know, that's what leads to the self-confidence. It leads to all of the stuff that we're striving for, which is the true transformation. And in that process, it just makes them a boatload of money. 
So solar happens to be about 87% of our clients right now. Uh, every single one of them at the moment is door to door though. They sell everything door to door, <laughs> blows me away. We've had clients in solar, roofing, pest control, alarms, water filtration, payment processing, telecom. Uh, my water filtration Nintendo. is a big one. My, my, yeah. Several of my friends own, own water filtration system companies here in Florida and they make yeah. it killing. Like, um, I mean, I don't like the way some of them do business. Um, just transparency between me and you. Um, uh, but because they, they, the, I mean, but the sales part of it, I've learned a lot from them because they're in the house of somebody who really needs what they have because the water in Florida is terrible. We're one of the yeah. worst because we're instead of the average 200 feet below, we're like 50. And so the water is just horrible. You know, I, I had them come Mike last week, my buddy George came and changed my filters in my system. I was like, Dang, dude, these things need to be changed like every six months instead of every year, like normal yeah. places. Like, you know, when, when I was in Ohio, we had great water. Our, our aquifers were like three, four hundred feet underneath. We drank tap water like it was going out of style. But when you live in 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 Florida, in Florida, it's like you can smell the tap water and you don't want to drink it. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this. I'm going to ask you this selfishly because I'm I've really struggled with sales. Um, and, um, for me, um, I woke up one day and the Lord said, you have a moral responsibility to sell what you have. You do. And I was like, I was like, oh yeah, I know. And he's like, no, I don't think you understand. Like you need to figure this out. And so for yep. me, I think what's kept me from being, you know, potentially a seven figure earner is that I've never, you know, I've never really learned how to close someone on the on on the phone or on Zoom or whatever I do, right? Yeah. And I've always and, and and I mean we do really well. What's my wife's like? Imagine if you'd close all these people when you're on the phone with them instead of sending them a a, a bill, right? Yeah. And so if you're me, Mike, what do you do with somebody like me who does well, doesn't do it right, just because of God's grace and mercy, I'm I'm successful because you know, I'm a big giver and a big server. And I believe God always blesses me for that reason. And we have people yeah. coming into our, our business every single month with, you know, high, we, we've almost booked out our high ticket clients for the year. We only do about five of those um, just because it takes up a lot of your time, believe it or not. I don't want to get back into a full-time job. So that yeah. hints the courses and the eBooks and stuff like that. But what do you do with somebody like me who's not closing people when they're, you know, on Zoom with them or, you know, on the phone with them? What do you do with somebody yeah. like Mike Huey? Let me let me start this with a disclaimer, which is we get looped into the sales training world a lot because we work with sales guys, but I don't coach on sales. I help people scale their commissions purely through high performance. Perfect. Okay? Um, so that's the first thing. With that said, I've been in sales for close to two decades, so I can speak to it uh, and I can share my journey with you. Share both of them, Mike. Share, share, give, 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 give me the give me the left hook yeah. and then the and then the follow through. Yeah, Dude, I would I would I'll share my journey with you because I was in the same exact spot, right? Um, to this day, and I share this with my team all the time. I well, here's context. I close at about usually at any point in the year, usually about 40% on our offers, right? Our middle and, and high ticket offers, four and five figure offers. And um, I consider myself a very average salesperson, very average, but my superpowers are connecting with people, asking really powerful uh, questions and holding space. 
Love for it. people. Right. And you pair that with the fact that our offer is an absolute no brainer and we don't invite people into it unless we expect them to get a 5X ROI. It makes it really easy for me to close. I don't have to handle too many objections. Right. Usually I'm an order taker at that point because I've spent 45 minutes with someone and they feel my heart. Right. Um, but that doesn't mean that it isn't required. So here's what worked really well for me. Number one is having a system. Okay. My game changed when I hired a coach who had a blueprint. And for me, that was like the script helping me figure out how to how to build that into me and, and build that into my offer, how to scrap or sculpt the offer properly, all of the above. Um, and obviously, I'm a big believer in the coaching industry, right? I built a business in this space, yeah. so that's number one for me. It's always if I if I don't have confidence in what I'm doing, I'm not. I just know myself. I'm not the type of person that's going to go break a bunch of stuff and relentlessly continue and try and fix it on my own. I need to have the confidence that. What I'm doing is going to work. And even if I break it right now, I know that I can then bring it to someone and be like, this is what I I did. This is what I broke. Please help me fix it. So that was the first game changer for me um, is is getting a system that I could confidently execute and a blueprint that I believed in. Once I had that, then it was about just like, for me, I knew that it was never work ethic. Just like, I know it isn't for you. It's just like, Hey, we need to just go do. So once you have the right system in place, that makes it a no-brainer, right? Structuring the sales call properly, building the urgency, because then it really gets to the point where you're just asking for a credit card on the phone, right? And then they'll give some BS objection that's just a smokescreen and you just learn how to navigate it. But that really comes from building urgency. Like, why would they sign on the dotted line today? There's a lot of a lot of reasons to do it. Um, but, you know, there's action on the phone discounts. There's uh, there's enrollment periods. There's a lot of different things that you can do. Um, but that's the big thing that changed the game for me is getting that system and then executing this system. Awesome. Awesome. And I think when you, when you talked about urgency, talk about the, let, let's talk about this really quick. Talk about the, the part about the personal development part and how, like, I just, if you, if you've not followed Mike, I hope that you do by the end when we're done with this and you know where to follow him at, um, Mike is always at uh, conferences, and and he's he's not just there networking, right? We all know that you go to conferences, you network, you connect with people, but Mike takes a pen and a notebook, and then Mike talk about this because here's what I think a lot of entrepreneurs don't understand. A lot of a lot of even people in ministry, like um, my my pastor is really great at 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 this. He. He tells me all the time, look, you can tell me no anytime you want. Like you can say no anytime you want. I'd rather you say no more than you say yes, but you can tell me no. Like he called me last week and he said, Hey, you know, can you do communion this Sunday? You know, can you do the message? Can you do, you know, can you pray for pray afterwards and stuff? And I said, Yes, right. And then there's times when he said, Hey, can you teach at the school to ministry? And I said, No, <laughs> you know, and then I eventually said yes. But the thing is, is that I think a lot of times we get this knowledge and this wisdom from what we learn. But talk about the action that you have to take because you and I both have learned from Jim Quick about, you know, I, I've learned his notes on one side of the page and then the other side, you know, the action that you're going to take from what you learn. Talk yeah. about some of the things that you've done from a personal development standpoint where you've went to and how important it is, because I want people to know this. Uh, because I believe one of the biggest things that people don't do is they don't invest in themselves. Like my wife, I encouraged her to invest in a coach. 
right? And she invested in a kingdom-minded coach and it's already snapping and working for her, right? Like you and I both know, like I'm not coaching my wife. Like that's just not happening, right? Because we know that there's there's certain things that you're just not doing, right? Like when we did 75 hard, halfway through, she said, hey, you're, you're jumping here, right? And, and, I, and I had already started at the beginning, but she's like, hey, I need some of your help to finish strong. And, and we killed two birds with one stone. We, my life's love language is quality time and physical touch. So every night when we did our second 45-minute walk, we held hands and didn't take our phones with us. So 45, you know, 45 minutes to an hour of holding hands and encouraged my wife. So talk about that piece, that development piece that you took when you go to a conference and you learn and then you come and, and take action on that. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a good question. So first of all, I'm with you. Like, I'm a big believer in investing in yourself. And I think most people get this wrong. I think they always invest in themselves expecting to get an immediate ROI. And I just very passionately believe that that's the wrong way to look at things. Because I look at half of the half of the investments I made, like multiple six figures into myself and my business over the last couple of years, like Dude, none of them yielded, or not none, many of them did not yield the financial ROI I expected coming out of those investments. But I always, I don't regret any of them. I always came away with a relationship or something that led to the next thing that changed the game, right? I never would have invested to join the Thrive community, which by the way, I was three weeks out of corporate. I legitimately cut my financial runway in half to join that community because I felt so at home. Every business I've ever built has had a four purpose element with the exception of, I'm just going to grab it here for people watching the video, my duct tape wallet business in fifth grade, because in fifth grade, I needed all the cash, you know, like that was all for me. But I felt so at home at that Thrive community that I'm like, screw it, let's figure it out. And I'll, I cut my financial runway in half, right? Um, but I would never have been able to stomach an investment, a multi-five figure investment like that, if I hadn't made the micro ones along the way. Good. Right. So that's the one first thing I want to share is stop expecting to get an immediate ROI. Of course, that's going to happen. And of course, we expect to get an ROI. You need to be comfortable with the fact that that might be on the long term. The way I view my life is I front loaded all of the investment. That doesn't mean it will stop, but I front loaded it, meaning I got wildly uncomfortable for the majority of my first 31 years on this earth. And I stacked all of that in a really early time frame. And I'm going to yield stupid results as a result of it. So that's the first piece. Now, as for the action, there's this myth in life that like knowledge is power. And it just couldn't be further from the truth. So true. Knowledge is potential power. Applied knowledge is power. So if we're not going to take action on something, there is no point having learned it in the first place unless you want to look good while you're communicating with some people having a glass of scotch right? If it's all for fluffing your ego, cool, do your thing. But it's going to be a waste of your time, energy, and financial resources. So if we want to get from knowledge to applied knowledge, cool. Well, the application is the thing in the middle. We need to take action, right? And this is the, the most common law that gets overlooked. And the reason things like the law of attraction get such a bad rap from people that don't understand that world Right. They think it's just, oh, I think I'm rich. I think I'm rich. I think I'm rich. And then like a million bucks shows up. It's like, no, the law of attraction gets followed by the law of action. Right. So, yeah, I'm a big, I love how Jim Quick talks about note taking because it's immediately, okay, what am I going to do with this? One of my biggest fears 
early on as I, and I didn't realize that this was even a thing until a couple of, you know, seminars in a couple of events. in, I was like, shoot, this Kool-Aid's pretty awesome. You know, one of my biggest fears, Michael was becoming a seminar junkie. (laughs) meaning someone that shows for everyone that's not familiar with this term someone that shows up to the same event every single year and nothing freaking changes nothing their life is the same Mm -hmm. i was so petrified of being that person and i hope now that anyone that wasn't familiar with it is now familiar with it i hope they get petrified of it too use that fear to drive the action right so yeah, end rant here, but consolidate everything that we're learning, figure out what are the one, two, three things that we're going to do leaving that event, because eventually the motivation to high is going to go away and you're going to be left with the same crummy life that you were left or the reason that led you to the event in the first place. Let's make some changes so that we can make that life a little less crummy. Um, and, you know, that that's what I did. You know, I started going to events when I was absolutely freaking miserable with where I was at because I was 27 years old when I went to my first Tony Robbins event. I was nowhere near goals that I had set for 25 and call that my like quarter life, midlife, whatever crisis. And, um, you know, like for me, taking action at that event was making the first five figure investment I ever made in myself, getting wildly uncomfortable. I didn't know what I was going to get out of it. Turned out it worked because by the end of that last event, I came home from Fiji and six days later, I get my notice at work and I finally took my business full time. Right. And and dude, that was like, that was an example of just taking action before I left Fiji. Yeah. I was, I was feeling really great. Literally the best I've ever felt wasn't sustainable for me because you eat like rabbit food at life and wealth mastery, right? Like those cleanses, like it just wasn't sustainable with my life lifestyle as a competitive power lifter, an entrepreneur, like it just wasn't a thing for me, but I felt really good. And I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? So I, I put two hours in my, in my calendar before I got on my flight home, which was a 36 hour commute from door to door. And dude, doing the math and like the time conversions for that was enough homework in and of itself, trying to figure out like, where am I putting my, you know, put put in this two hour block. I put the two hour block in and that two hour block was solely to do the math and figure out what my financial runway looked like. Did I have enough capital in this moment? Enough of the stories that I was telling. Did I have enough cash right now to make this leap? And if so, how many months did I have? And if I didn't, what did that need to look like so I could stack that cash away? Wow. And that was an action I took from that event. Turns out I had enough cash. Six days later, I gave my notice. Right. And and that was the start of, at that point, I'd been building the business for a year and a half for context. So yeah, either way, and for the second time, but if you don't take action, what's the point of learning it in the first place? I'm not here to fluff my ego go and sound better while smoking a cigar and having a glass of scotch. Like that doesn't matter to me. Nope. Of course it makes you feel good in the moment, but it's not going to change your life. Nope. And like, I'm not trying to invest, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to not change my life. Right. I want to learn from amazing people and I want to turn that into millions and millions of dollars. And, and that's what we're, we're trying to do here, but you can't do that without taking action. I agree. I agree. I'm going to ask you one last question. And, and what I, what I, it's funny that you bring this up because I always say that, you know, Whenever I figure out the people that I want to have on, and as I go through this season, I, I I realize that God is using a lot of this to obviously we wanted to impact other people in our community, things we do, but it really impacts me. Like my wife and I listen to our podcast on the way to church on Sundays, and she's like got her little notebook out and she's taking notes and taking stuff, you know. Yeah. And, and and it's funny. I had two of my friends here 
And uh, one of them, I said, hey, you know, you can sit down and look at anything you want and take in. And he looked at my Google Drive and he was fixing some stuff for me. And he said, dude, he said, I'd give you, he said, if you would sell it to me, I know you won't, but I would give, I would give you 10 grand right now for all of the mastermind stuff that you have in this Google Drive right now. He said, if you don't, he said, if you don't take action on this, I will give you the 10 grand and I will take it from you and take action on it. And I was like, oh. Yeah, Mike's got his notebook right here, right? So, yeah, exactly. This is three years of Thrive Notes, exactly. Right here. And and it's funny because I I when Mike was Mike was just at the the Connect Mastermind just just recently, just I think a week or so ago, um, <laughs> some of my friends were speaking at the event, which was really funny. And I was messaging him, and I was like, Ah, Cole's brought some 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 uh, you know big time people in this time. He brought Jen and Chris, and that was really cool. So I I think. One of the things, this last question I want to ask, I want you to give us one thing that you've done recently that's either made a massive impact in your personal lives, your personal development, mm-hmm. something that you've learned that's really made an impact in your life that you could share with us, uh, me and my community or whoever yeah. listens, right? That has really made an impact in your life where you are today and where you're going in the future. Mm. <laughs> I'm reeling you in, Mike. I'm reeling you in. Yeah. Yeah. So my, my, um, my immediate answer is not an answer yet. It's more of a journey. So let me think if I can, if I can come up with an answer. No, I'm going to go with that. So my number one focus right now, um, my fiance and I both run businesses, very different businesses. She has a brick and mortar. She's absolutely killing it. Um, and I run a, a digital consulting business. I can work from anywhere. And both of us are in crazy growth stages right now. And, you know, I mentioned earlier, like the, the, the roller coaster, right? Really high highs, really low lows. And what I'm learning about myself is that I need to grow into the person that can manage those lows a lot better because like my, one of my biggest fears in life has always been like getting to the point, like down the line, right? Have family, like kids, like we're getting married in September, kids in a couple of years, like we're, we're not there yet. But I, I want to make sure that I grow into the person that can can navigate all that stuff the way that to best of my ability, the way that I want to. And, you know, I want to make sure that I can't remember. I think I was listening to like Lewis Howe's podcast or something, but they he asked this question and someone said it and just like cut me deep. And he was like, my I realized in that moment that my number one fear is missing out on the big things because I thought they were the little things, but I missed out on them because I thought that the little things were the big things, right? And all of this is like just this, this culmination of growing into the version of me that's capable. So with all that anecdote leading into this, the biggest focus for me right now is uh, I've been thinking a lot about raising my energetic capacity, right? And I had the opportunity to learn from uh, a number of people while I was just out in California. I had two back-to-back masterminds. And one of them, I got to learn from a, a, a woman named Samantha Skelly. And she's she's a badass, like built a company called hungry for happiness. Um, that's a multi seven figure company. Now she's building pause breath work. And I don't know, Sam personally, I've had the opportunity to learn from her through this mastermind a few times, but she talked a lot about this energetic capacity piece. And it really struck a chord for me because what she said is, well, yeah, my business plateaued. And I realized that like my energetic capacity is at seven figures. If I want to get to multi seven, I need to raise my energetic capacity. Otherwise, I will not be able to handle it. And I've seen that manifest in my life in the wrong way where like I'm so busy 
dealing with my stuff and the lows of my entrepreneurial roller coaster that I can't show up for my partner, right? And that's not cool to me. So nope. that's what I've been figuring out is I need to figure out how to navigate this better for me, raise my energetic capacity so that I can just operate my life the way that I want, show up for the love of my life the way that I want, build my Man. business the way that I want. And uh, some of the things that I'm really focusing on right now, like fitness has always been a big part of my life. Uh, it's taken its different journeys, college athlete, competitive power lifter, you know, like, and then what I'm trying biohacker. to do. Yeah. Just like biohacking, like all the above. So, you know, that's really where I'm geeking out is cool. Like spending way too much on a gym membership because they have a sauna, a steam room and a jacuzzi that I can use. And I'm like, if that one, one thing adds an extra deal in my company. Cool. I've 10 X my, my investment right there. hundred probably. Right. So that makes sense to me, making sure that I'm there diligently. Today was a rest day, still went, hit the sauna, hit the jacuzzi, hit the steam room and started my day off properly. Um, getting meditation more dialed in, right. Um, doing things like that. There's a reason that the Ray Dalio's of the world have been talking about transcendental meditation since the seventies. I'm not that I'm not the smartest guy, but when you beat me over the head enough with one thing, I'll probably start to listen, figure it it out. Data shows trends. So I'm really, I just invested in a course that one of my coaches spoke to me about and spoke very highly of. So I'm geeking out about that right now. Breath work, cold plunges, whatever I can do to really take care of my energy and grow into that version of me. So it's not exactly like this is what I did and it worked. It's like, this is the goal. This is what I'm testing and I'm excited about it. Um, So yeah, no, that's good. And and, and, you know, Mike, this is all the things that God, I mean, God kind of told us all these things. We, we are the people that have a hard time figuring them out. We figure them out as we go. Um, you know, when I hear you speak, I see God working and moving. It, it's like, you know, I, I did. I read a book by probably one of my top ten now. Uh, a guy named Ben Newman. Uh, it's called Uncommon Leadership, and Ben coaches like. Is his uh, Instagram continued fight? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, he, yeah. He, he's trained at Nick. He coaches Nick Saban. He's he's. I mean, he's coached. Uh, you know all these amazing guys, right? Like he's, he's speaks to professional sports teams all around the country. And I, I, one, one, and I know Ben personally, which is, is a blessing. Um, I'm actually going to be interviewing him on my podcast pretty soon. And, and and Ben, Ben's taught me a lot. I get goosebumps when I think about it. He, he said, how you do one thing in your life is how you do everything in your life. Yeah. Right. Like for me, um, obviously if you know much about me, my, my priorities are God first and then my wife and then everything else that's how I have to do things. I, you know, one of the things I like about Cole is he, he thinks the same way. Like if you look at him, whenever he touches something, it's always about God first and then his wife and then his family and then everything else after that. Right. And I think once you figure that out, especially, you know, the Bible says when you get married two become one, right. It's no longer, it's no longer Mike and Lisa or Mike, what's your fiance's name? Michelle. It's no longer it's no longer Mike and Michelle. It's Mike and Michelle is one, right? And I think once you 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 kind of understand that, you 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 things become easier. You know that it even it even says this, and I'll I'll finish with this. Um, you know the Bible says that two are better than one. When one falls down, pity the person who has no one there to help them back up. That can be in relationships. That can be in friendships. That can be in business. You know, 
we obviously, when we read it, we think about it as a spouse, right? And we think about two becoming one and we think, you know, it, I've fallen down many times and Lisa's been there to pick me up. She's been, she's been my rock. She's been the person that, that has been there for me. And so I'm, I'm excited for you, Mike, to become one, Michelle. And I, I'm excited that, that we've got to reconnect and, and I'm going to learn from you. And, and hopefully if there's anything that I can do to pour into you. And, and guys, listen to this. The only way you get to know Mike is this will all be in the notes. You can, uh, you can follow him on Instagram and Facebook and everywhere that you can follow him. You know, he's got a list that we'll put on the notes here uh, of where you can reach out to him. You can reach out to him on his website, social media, anywhere. And you, here's one thing I will say. You really want to listen to the Results Engine podcast. Um, Mike has a great podcast. I'm excited to be on there with him also. Um, and just how he allows, he, he, he interviews a lot of great people and the, and the impact. I've listened to several of his um, recordings and, and interviews, and there's takeaways from everyone. And I hope today uh, that you guys have taken away. So Mike, thank you, brother, for, for, for being on here. It's, it's, it's been a pleasure. And guys, I say this as I finish every podcast for me, I want to, I want to encourage you, which I believe Mike has encouraged us big time today. I took like three pages of notes here. Um, uh, and I normally don't do that. I usually do it afterwards and listen, but sometimes there's just things when you like Mike and I have back to back busy days today, I'm recording some courses and doing some things. And I just, I just want to take some things and implement them. Mike said some things today that I'm going to implement. Right. And I say this all the time, love God, love people and live with passion, vision, and purpose, love God, live with passion, vision, and purpose. And I think that you'll understand that two are better than one. When you build deep, solid relationships and you fall down, you have, you know, men are not really good at this. Women are a lot better at this. They have better longstanding relationships than we do. They're smarter than us. They live longer than us. So I'm excited for Mike to get to experience that a little bit more in a, in a, in a deeper place. But guys, thanks for listening to another session of the Heat Fluence podcast. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Heat Fluence podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review. And as always, you can follow Michael on all social media platforms at Michael David Huey or www.michaeldavidhuey.com. Until next time, God bless and take care.